Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I'm reliving the same day over and over. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Another weekend, another draw. Could have been a loss, should have probably been a loss. Got away with one with the uh, disallowed goal for handball. Um, that was a joke, fortunately, in our favour. But can't you can't give them space in the box at 95 minutes and expect to get away with it. Um, it, was just, it was just a shambles again. Yeah, it's becoming the norm in it a bit. We just can't hang on to a win, it's... Frustrating that you know you you sort of know you're gonna concede now. You knew Madrid we're gonna have a good goal with us, but we said that maybe we just can't see them coming and not scoring. But I just can't get my head around us. We're just shit at the minute. It's mad and like yesterday it wasn't even for a lack of creating chances because we were creating loads. We were you know for most of the game we were the comfortably the better team. That chance Mane had to where he's tried to take it around the keeper. I'll, I don't think I'll ever understand what's gone through his head at that moment because it was the it was the wrong decision. He, like the keeper was already there. I think if he would have took it first time, nine times out of ten he scores. It's more or less an open goal, lad. He's just got to put it. He's just got to bypass that yard. He decides the goalie, and he runs it into him. And as you say, I don't don't think I'll ever understand what's gone through his head when he does it, but. That's been the story of his season. He's just done the wrong thing time and time again. He hasn't been good enough. And he needs to improve quick because he's still got a chance at top four. He's still got a slight chance. It's going to be dead hard, but we've still got a slight chance. And they've got to give everything. I agree with Klopp. They don't deserve it. And you can, we've moaned about the injuries and the lack of fans and all that. At the end of the day, they're still paid to go and play football. And when you're having 22 shots... Only nine on target, and you're missing open goals and making the wrong pass and the wrong decision. It's down to you. So it's they don't deserve to play Champions League football based on the season performances. It's as simple as that. And to be honest, I think we'd get embarrassed if we were going to play like this in the Champions League. Yeah, and you know what? I made up that Klopp actually come out and and said it himself. You know, I think you said you said it to me yesterday. Like you know, if it was Rogers, we would have come out and went, "Oh yeah." Show great character, this, that, and the other, and it's just now under Klopp. We know he doesn't mince his words. We know he's going to come out and say if we were shit. He's literally said it live on telly that we were shit in the past, like, yeah. and he got to apologise for him. So um, he, he's not he's not afraid to say it, and he said what needed to be said. The players, majority of the players, haven't been up to standard this season. Um, and, and as long just- as Klopp stays in that mould. Like he will make mistakes, but as long as he stays on the same wavelength as us, then I'll always back him. Because it's, it's when a manager starts trying to dig himself out of it all by chatting the same shit, and that's what Rodgers used to do. Show yeah. great character. He's been beat 3 now. didn't show any character. He was fucking dog shit. Oh, we put up a fight. He didn't put up a fight. But that's where 
Klopp's come out and said we didn't want it enough. And then Andy Robbo's come out and said the same. It must be frustrating for players like him now who's busting a gut every single week and others aren't. And yeah. hold my hands up and I've it's not a witch hunt, but when Alden Tara. As far as I'm Tara. Yeah, I think pointless. it's pointless from being on the pitch. I think Wayne Adams, one of them players, when the team's playing good, he plays good. But when the team's not on form, he he's a he's a passenger, and that's I think that's his biggest problem. You know, someone like someone like Joe, if Jordan Anderson was in there yesterday instead of Wayne Adam, the team might have played bad. But Jordan Anderson would still give you a, a, a seven out of ten. You know what I mean? He'd still bust his ass. He'd get to every ball. He'd always be looking for it. And I think that's the difference, is Wijnaldum is very much uh, a team player. He he doesn't dictate how the team plays. He just plays alongside the team, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I do, yeah. And I, I just think at this level, that's not good enough. You've got to be a, any single midfielder. You've got to be good enough to, to take the game and, and run with it. And he just literally, as you say, when we're not playing great, he's a passenger. You need the centre midfielder to, to, make, to dictate the game. Thiago, Johnny. Thiago played well. Again, yeah, um, don't know why you took him off, but hey, might, might consider age, might consider a number of things why he's taking him off, but he didn't look happy. So, no, it, it was a strange one because, like, you know, he was our best player, he got given man of the match by uh, Mac Manaming, um, <laughs> for 70 minutes. So, that shows how good he, he did play in that 70 minutes. He was. You know, Newcastle gave him a lot of space and that's that's perfect for Thiago. The one thing you don't want to give Thiago is any space. And he was finding he was finding loads of he was just finding passes that no one else would look for. It was it was the type of performance we kinda of got his first couple of games for us. And it was the type of performance we kinda of bought him for. And I think he's at the moment, well, that game anyway, he's getting let down by the people around him. Um, and it's just it's not good enough you know the goal we scored was the hardest chance of the whole game I don't understand how Salah scored that but then he's been 10 yards outside the goal and pulled it wide because that's what Salah's like Salah's literally he'll score the hardest thing I don't even know how he's controlled that ball and spun to put it where he's put it it's absolutely world class and then as you say more simpler chances he, he won't put in or he'll dawdle with the ball and he'll make the wrong pass at the wrong time. And I just think every one of them is guilty at the minute. But without Mohamed Salah this season, you fucking we're, we're not scoring a goal. Well, yeah, without Salah this season, Europe isn't even a question. It's um, nowhere near it. No, not even a little bit. Yesterday, though, I thought like Mane was poor. Jota didn't have a good game. Um, thought for me now, personally, people might will probably disagree with me on this one. But personally, I thought Firmino had an all right game. Um, it was it was good seeing him not have the burden of being the striker on him. You know, he was. I, th- I thought he had a bit more freedom. Um, and as I say I think he was he was creating stuff. It wasn't always coming off as it hasn't this season. But I think out of the front four, I think he was he looked the most sort of dangerous. He was the one looking more to create something than anyone else. Firmino. For me, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think he played too bad, and others have agreed. He tried at least, at least he turned up and had a go. So he tried to get the others back in behind, set up a number of chances, and 
So I just don't know what, what's wrong with us at the minute. It's mad. It's like, I don't know, you said it last time. It's like Manny sold us over at Airline. <laughs> I was a crack man. <laughs> uh, he hasn't been the same since he had a full head of air. It's fucking mad. But you just can't, you can't put your finger on it. You can't say the shit because they're not some world-class football players. Sadio Mane on his day is absolutely world-class. He's up there with some of the best in world football. He is that good. Yeah. He's just not in a good time at the moment. And it happens. Just unfortunate that it seems it's happening to everyone at the same time in our team. Yeah. And I've said that before, though, with Liverpool. I don't feel like one dips in form. I feel like the all day, or they're all exceptional. It's never balanced. Yeah, when never we, when we blow teams away, it's with a team who... Like Ronaldo's chasing everything, kicking everything, fucking composed on the ball, looking for the simple pass. That's all he has to do. That's all his job is, doing it though. And then you've got the likes of fucking Fabinho winning everything. Got your end, you would have Henderson running round, Raya, Mane, Salah, Firmino, all in triangles playing one, two football in there. And then all of a sudden, click of a button. None of them can kick a ball. None of them can shoot. None of them can score. And without Salah, we'd be fucked. And again, he's not getting enough credit. So no, people would have a goal and for missing other chances. And like you've got to, you can't have it always. You know what I mean? He is yeah. got, he's not going to score every single chance. Otherwise, he'd be the best player of all time ever, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Scored every fucking chance he ever had. So he scored that goal out of nowhere. He's been part in all the other build-up play. He's been creative. He's been dangerous. But in front of goal, he's, he's slacked a bit. Well, yeah, you've still got to give him credit. His stats are magnificent. I mean, for yeah, having a bad season, he's hit twenty league goals. Um, you know, three out of four seasons now, but it's it's phenomenal. His record is phenomenal. Um, yeah, and like you say, he is going to miss the odd chance. But then every striker doesn't. No striker in the world ever has ever scored every single chance he's ever had. So it's exactly, going to, it's going to happen. But he's the he's the only one who can this out of the front, out of the attacking players anyway. Well, and Jota, I suppose. But he's, he's the yes. one who can hold the head up high and go, well, you know what, yeah, my my form hasn't dipped. Everyone else is an army has. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, like I say, it's just frustrating. It, it's it's one of them. It happened with Leeds. Lee, in fairness, Leeds probably deserve more out of the game than the draw uh, on Monday. You know, they, they were better. That second half was just abysmal. This was a bit different, whereas, you know, the second half as a whole wasn't abysmal. But you just knew it was one of them games. It was either going to be the the squeakiest one nil that we've ever had, or they were going to score. And the more it went on, the more they started getting. A, as soon as Wilson come on, their tails went up. You know what I mean? They they knew right the chances on here. Wilson must have been offside about six times in the, in that second half, and he was only on about twenty minutes. What's what's annoying me at Liverpool is that teams have. It's as if they've lost respect for us, and they're not scared of us anymore. And when they play Man City, they fold in half. First shot, is it goes in and everyone folds. Hmm. Everyone knows to just have a go at Liverpool and they've got a chance of scoring. And it, yeah. that, it's bad. It's, a, it's annoying because the season before, they were petrified to come out the fucking half. Because yeah. they knew we, we ripped them to shred. So, it's one of them. Yeah, I agree. I, I think teams, without Van Dijk there, without Gomez there, I think they are just willing to to give it a go and they're not asked about uh, uh, it's partly they know that they're going to get chances against this defence but I think partly uh, somebody, they just know that we're not going to get a second goal you know you look at the Burnley game today and they fucking absolutely 
tore Wolves apart. And that Burnley would have done the same to us, lad. They beat Wolves 4-0 at Molyneux. And it's just, we haven't had that about us much this season. We've had the odd game. We, you know, we I think we beat Leicester 3-0. Even Arsenal the other week when we beat them 3-0. You know, we, we've we've had we've had games where we've where we've turned it on and we've done well. You know, the seven nil against Palace. There's, there's been glimpses of it, lad, but it's just been we've had one game where we've been brilliant and then like three or four on the bounce where we're mediocre at best. Um and that's that's cost us. It's been like a it has been a, a Brendan Rogers season, you know, it's been like it's it's been like a the end of Rafa Benitez's reign season, his last season with us. It's kind of been one of them where so much has been expected of us and we've just fell well below them expectations. Yeah, we have. As I've said, I think there's there's many, many different reasons for it. Can't bang on about the injuries all the time, but there have been massive injuries, had a massive effect, but at the end of the day, that, them lads there can play football without Van Dijk, without Gomez, without Henderson. They should still be able to even if only the front three play well, they should still be able to rip rip apart other teams and yeah. they're good enough to do it. And unfortunately, at the moment, they're just not doing it. And until, until the front three start picking up, we're not going to win games because we no. we're not scored, we're not scoring any goals from midfield either. We've lost that aspect of our game. We're not, we're not scoring any. I'd love to see the stats for how many players other than the front four have scored. Because yeah, it's not it's not many. The last goal I can remember from midfield was um, Curtis Jones, and I can't even remember who it was against. He scored the winner. Was it at Chef United? And we're talking, we're going back a few, like probably January there. That yeah. for me is the last midfield goal I can remember. So yeah, you're right. We're, we're solely reliant this season on them from four players, and unfortunately, two of them haven't been up to scratch. And one of them was injured for three months. And so yeah. right now we're solely reliant on Salah. And, you know, as great as he is, that's, we're not going to win games relying on one player. No, we're not. And I think with Jota as well, I've discussed it before. I think he's one of them players that he's, he's another one that if he's not involved, he's a complete passenger. Doesn't do any much off the ball. He just floats around like Wijnaldum. But when he's on when he's in good form and his confidence is sky high, you, you expect him to score two or three games. So, uh, I think when we had Jamie Webster on, he touched on it and he said, prefer to, prefer to have a player like him coming off the bench. He's only yeah. young. He's still learning. He's still learning how we play and the system and all that. And he is deadly when he comes off the bench. So, why why force him into the team when he doesn't have to be there? You know what I mean? Mm. Th- that game yesterday, the way Thiago was playing, you bring him on for five minutes with Thiago playing the way he was, and I'd, I'd have bet my life he'd have scored yeah. and killed the game. But I don't know, I just think, well, I just Klopp's a bit desperate, isn't he, to, to find a solution to this team? Because no matter what team he's picked, it hasn't quite worked. Mm. And then you've got obviously Fabinho sitting deep again. Um, got another injury crisis again, haven't we? Yeah. So defenders, that, that Ben Davies. Is, is he real? Does he exist? Or was it, was it a lie? Did you really sign another centre-half? Um, apparently not, no. I don't know what's over him. But even, you know, you look outside of Ben Davis and then even yesterday, we had Reese Williams on the bench. Why not start him? 
he's a centre half. Left Fabinho play in this position where he's meant to play. And yeah, we it, the result may not have been any different, but then you know we we don't have to play. You know we wouldn't have played probably Wayne Alden yesterday if Fabinho can play in midfield and. That then does make a big difference because, yeah, Fabinho was a defensive mid, but he's 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 a very creative de- defensive mid. He creates chances. He, he makes space for other players. So, like we've we've said many times this season, that's one thing we do miss when he's in defences. We miss him in the midfield, and it's it's too big sometimes. And yesterday was probably one of them games. I'd say we we had the centre half on the bench using. We might have had to move Fabinho back later in the game and we may have been two or three up or something, then that's fine. You'd, you'd do that then. But if you've got a centre-half there, use him, use him. Whether it's Reese Williams or Ben Davis, we can't just be reliant, as we know this season, on having Phillips and Kabak fit for the rest of the season because the likelihood of that happening even you know, was slim. And now we know Phillips, yeah, might only be minor, but... He's, you know, he's missed the last two games now, and will he be back for United? We don't know. So, just it's weird, lad. I don't, I don't understand it. Don't get it. I just want this season to be over. I'm done with it. Um, do you reckon applications for the Super League are still open? Fucking hell, I was thinking that. <laughs> I know. We'd be one of them laughing stocks in it, though. I know. I no. To be honest with you, jokes aside, I'd rather get relegated than join that. To be honest, so. And then you might get your wish if you carry on playing like this. But I've seen loads of people kicking off over it, and the, you can't you can't knock the performance. They played well. A few players didn't play, didn't do enough. To said with Ronaldo and Fabinho playing centre half doesn't help us at all. He's he's a good he's, he's good there, but as you say, for what he lose, what we lose in that team, in confidence at the back, and in confidence from the midfielders and. Uh, how cautious we are when he's not there. I think everyone feels like they're, they're safe to do what they want when Fabinho's playing centre defensiveness. Yeah. I think everyone feels assured that no matter what happens, he's going to be there. So you need him there. He's got to be there. Mm. But I just well, think, that... in a nutshell, some some players didn't turn up yesterday. Some players are like to Jota without getting the ball a lot. What a, he's a box striker. That's his duty to be in the box and score. If he's not getting enough of the ball, then that's one of them. But uh, Mane worked hard, played all right, put in front of goal, had endless again. Yeah. And it's just uh, just one of them. We've you can't knock the performance. You can't you can't knock what they've done. They've played they've played quite well, they've performed and they've just missed chances. And say it's not the end of the world, it's a fucking it's annoying. It's a fucking nightmare when you're not taking your chances and it's costing you points. But you can't start going on big meltdowns and that. I'd be more concerned when we weren't when we're not creating the chances and we're not having shots. That's annoying me. Not not getting the ball in their half and not having clear cut chances and not having the potential to win a game of football. Yeah. That's that's more soul destroying than having the chances and fucking missing them. But again, we've got to click against someone. Hopefully it's this season where even if it it might means nothing, results in fucking nothing. And we, we just got to batter someone. Yeah. End the season with a bit of confidence, isn't it? Go into next fresh. It looks as if, you know, FSG are going to spend this summer by the looks of things. Fingers crossed. We we do 
we need the investment. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, I put on I put on Twitter about how that they need to go, and I, I do think that they do need to go. But at the same time, I'm not sort of naive in thinking, you know, there's a, there's people who try to sort of call me out on and saying, you know, asking me, well, who, who are these magical owners? Then I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just putting my opinion out there. That's that's what it's fucking there for. Um, yeah, I do think we need. Well, the idea is these are these are flawed owners. They've they've won us stuff. They've done well in part, but time and time again, they've tried to take extra money off us or cost the people money, cost mm. the city money in terms of the local people fair owing them stuff like that. They've always tried to gain advantage where they pocketed money, and we didn't. Basically, yeah. the seventy-seven pound ticket. And I understand, I said it on the last one when we were fucking grilling them, they're a business and they are in it to make profit, but go about it the right way. Cut mm. corners elsewhere, not when it affects other people. The Super League thing, put it down to fucking pure, ill-minded stupidity where he's gone in there thinking how much better of a football team can Liverpool be with £3 billion in the pocket, but not realising that we're here to compete. We're not here to, to have players like Mbappe and fucking Messi and Ireland and being able to just buy anyone. That's not how we do things. Never has been. We're here to win trophies. That means stuff. We're competitors and we're one of the best in the world at it. We're the mo- one of the most fucking glorified teams on the planet. So let us continue that way. As you say about, yeah, if they could, if they could put us up now, which apparently they just rejected a £3 billion offer for us, yeah, apparently. Which then you, you look at it and go, fair play to them. Because if that's all they were in it for, profit, then that's the time to do it, isn't it? It's got everyone yeah. on the back. People are fucking giving them death threats and everything. Here's the time to go. Here's your, here's your, here's your breakout. Here's yeah. your fucking... Get out of jail, free card. Here's your profit. Get yeah. out of it and go. And they've chose not to because he wants to make amends. And the only way they'll make amends for me not interested to go and buy Mbappe and they go and spend loads on the first team. They've got to change football for us. And that's my opinion. I think they they should be now working alongside the Spirit of Shankly. And anyone who hasn't joined Spirit of Shankly and isn't in the union, join it. And they're actively they're asking for your questions that they can take to the club and you can be part of it. So do it. But what I want from Fenway Sports, if they're going to remain owners of Liverpool Football Club, give the fans a bit of power. Get a, get a fan member on the board that you have to run. Not, it doesn't even have to be a fan. Kenny Daglish, they've got him as like a um, non-official ambassador sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Give him a role. When they make the stupid decisions like this and they say to him, Kenny, what do you think on this? And he fucking slaps them down and says, listen, you fucking gang of armpots. That's shite. And I don't want to hear it again. That's yeah. what you need. Someone there who's going to tell them how it is. They need to run away and start saying Let, let's get the ticket prices lowered let's get the ticket prices lowered for everyone they were one point to talk and they want £77 a ticket in what world is that normal working class game paying not fucking a percent a high percentage of their weekly wage to go and play for, to go and watch football it's it's not fair so they want to try and get the demand um, go and demand that all tickets are capped on behalf of Liverpool Football Club and then teams will follow. Want them to have a board member from the fans or someone connected to the club. And I want them to look at the German model, where if you've got a match ticket, your travel's free, stuff like that. 
uh, certain areas of Germany, if you've got a match ticket to get to that ground, you, you show your match ticket and that's your travel. Hmm. That's how it works. It's all it's all fucking, you know, every, every, everything's money. And we need to, to make this a working class game like in Germany again. And that's that's the main things I want from them. Not interested in them investing low millions and millions in the team. It'd be nice as well. But they've got a decision to make here where they yeah. can be the ones who, who change football forever. Yeah. I, th- I think in the short term, the investment in the squad is what they need to do first. Obviously, I, I do agree with what you're saying. You know, get somebody either very close to the club or a fan, you know, on the board so that they're involved in decisions and things like that. Something like that is is a if they're going to stick around, I think that's a a bit of a longer term plan for them, a longer term aim. As I say, in the short term, I think investment in the squad is desperately needed, and it's not even about necessarily the investment in the squad for me. It's more just show that you support Jurgen Klopp because. You know, to a lot of fans who, who've been FSG out for a long time, it's always been the not supporting Klopp. And, you know, a lot of us have always sort of disregarded that as the case because Klopp, we've always said if Klopp wasn't happy about it, he'd come out and say it. Um, and he's, you know, he's come out and said the good owners, they've, they've just made a, a poor decision. Um, you know, a few, well, a number of poor decisions in the past. And that was the that was the start of me thing on Twitter. As I said, John Henry's apologised. He spent a lot of his time here apologising. And that, that for me, is the biggest... Like, how many other things is he going to be able to get away with apologising for? So, right now, I'm not I'm not confident with the owners that we've got. But I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be, a, you know, protesting for them out every single game. Let's see if they can turn it around. Let's... We, we've got to. They're not going anywhere. We've got to just... Unfortunately, we've got to accept that. Like you said, you turned down a three billion pound bid from someone in the Middle East. Who, let's be honest, that's going to probably be worse. If we get some Middle Eastern oil money merchant, then we're no, you know, we're just City. We're no better than City in that respect. Except, and I pointed, someone said, I can't remember who it was, but um, you know, said that it'd be worse with oil money kind of thing. And I agreed and just said the difference between us and City though is. You know, we've been successful in the past. They haven't. They're only successful because of oil money. We'd just be even more successful with it. You know, we've we've been yeah. there. We've done it all. So it's it's a bit different in that sense. In, but in terms of FSG, their their business model, when they took over us, we were in debt. Obviously, nearly an administration and all that. And yeah, you've got to thank them for doing what they've done. They come in, they took a punch, and it. They invested in the team. They got us one of the best managers we've ever had. And certainly the best we've had in my life. And he's up there with, with some of the greats with what he's done. But they've, they've invested. But because the net spend's not high, people disregard that they've spent money, but they've still spent money. Yeah. You know what I mean? If someone gives me 100 quid and I go and spend 110 quid, I haven't only spent 10 quid. I've spent 110 quid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it is. But I can either choose to save that money and only spend the tenner or get something better with the money I've received and get, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's how it works. That's how business works. But now we're in the green, one of the richest clubs on the planet. The, the business model's been perfect. But the last two seasons, when we should have been going from strength to strength, Champions League winners and then winning the Prem, we should have went out and invested a lot of that, that reward money in players and they didn't. But 
you can show if they can see what's going to happen financially to the club. If they go right, we wait two seasons before we start buying bid again. But our balance, our books stay balanced. Then that's how some people work. They might be balanced now. They might have the profit. Money might be up a little bit, and they might have a, a substantial transfer window. Fingers crossed. But to say, if they were to sell, you don't have three billion pound knocking around, do you? If if you're you're not a fucking money merchant, so no, whoever's going to buy us is going to be spend. If they spend three billion, it's because they think they can make six. And that's, yeah, that's, that's all it is. They just but when you're saying what I, what I want is the short term, I just think the conversations need to start right now while everything's raw. Our owners should be the ones coming out now saying, well, you've condemned this ESL, so we condemn the Champions League. We think it's shit. We want that changing. Our fans have going to go with us because we want £77 tickets. We, we, are, we propose a cap of £50 for home games in the league and remain with the £20 tickets away. Um, mm. TV subscriptions, like my virgins, like 120 quid, lad, and I watch BT Sports once every two weeks and I watch Sky Sports News or the odd game on Sky. Mm. That's fucking theft. So there should be a system where like, sort of like fucking pay as you go for Sky or BT sort of thing. If I'm only going to watch Liverpool, why am I paying 40 quid a month for BT when I only watch one match? Yeah. So there should be they should be arguing the toss that fans should be able to watch their teams for a lot cheaper than we are. And these can be, these are multi-fucking millionaires. These have some pull. And once you start pulling at it and you start saying to these, this is how we want football to be, then another team jumps on board and their fans and then another team. And before you know it, we're threatening them again. But as a club, as a with solidarity with the fans, we're all pulling in the same direction, fighting the league and the Champions League for what's right. And what's right is getting football back to a working-class game so people who are not working in the highest-paid jobs can go and take their kids to watch a football match. The team mm. the support, the team, the posters are on the wall in the bedrooms. Little kids, most kids around fucking around our ground will never, ever get inside Anfield because it's fucking like 50 quid for the kids' ticket, 70, 70 quid for the for the dads, mm. plus a pie, plus a fucking programme. Best, best spending the best part of fucking 150, 200 quid. Yeah. Go and watch the gang of lads kick a ball. And not only that, you know, you, the, the kids, do you want to go in the shop? Do you want to get the top? Do you want to get fucking Trent's name or Salah's name? Knowing kids, they'll want Alexander Arnold and it'll cost fucking 300 quid just for his name. <laughs> not, even, not even the top, just his name alone. Yeah. <laughs> but You'll have the name, is. but not the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to choose one or the other. Do you want 66 or do you want Alexander Arnold? Um, but now that, that's what it is. And it's, yeah, we are priced out of a game. Like me personally. I haven't been to a game for, for God knows how long because I, I just haven't been able to... I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of it the last few years has been because I haven't had the time. I'm pretty much always in work when we play. Um, so it's it's been a lot of that as well. But it, it's been largely a price thing. And we've been priced out and, you know, availability as well is an is a issue. Um, but that's... Just... Also, it's justifying that price. Like, and I don't know whether anyone will agree with me, but... I'll, I'll... My experience at the match changes based on who I'm stood around. So if I'm if I'm if I'm there, like what I used to do, I used to go to Sandham Wall with the lads, and then we'd all be in the cop, and then we'd just go in the different turnstiles where we were allocated, and then we'd all meet up in the middle. We'd have a bevy inside the ground, and then we'd all go and stand together at the back of the cop. And it's fucking 
immense. It was just non-stop singing, fucking going mad when we score, form over seats. You know, there's six of us in one seat, stuff like that. And that's what, what it's about. It's about being with your mates and that social aspect of it. Then they, they started up in the Thomas Cook packages. So I, I got moved to the Annie Road or the main stand. So I couldn't get my membership. I couldn't couldn't get cop tickets as easy as I used to be able to. So the queue was the online queuing system was horrendous and all that. So then it comes to I'm in an area with loads of tourists, loads of people taking photos before the game, leaving to go down for half time, the 35th minute, coming back the 55th spending all the time on their iPads and the phones taking photos and videos and that. And I understand it is it is a tourist thing, but I just don't get how people are getting tickets to a game they're uninterested in. Yeah. When there's people like me who went to every single game for fucking 14 years straight and then I'm, I'm in a queue with someone who might be coming over from a foreign land with one ticket, do you know what I mean? Mm. They're coming over for one game and I'm in... I'm competing with them to get a ticket, and you're just thinking this is insane, and that, it, it does ruin. If I'm if I'm sat next to someone like that, and I couldn't give a fuck where you're from, or what colour you are, all I care about is you go to match, you vote to watch the match, sing your head off, and you support the team, and that's it. Yeah, and, and I know, I know, you've told me in the past, you've you've sat next to fucking Swedes and fucking Danish people and this that and the other, who've just been like a fucking anyone else at the game. They've sung their heart out. They've not stopped all game, and it's been boss. And you've said that to me, and yet taking, I mean, taking pictures before the game, got no problem with that. Take all the pictures you want before the game. Um, as soon as the game kicks off, put everything away and fucking get involved in the game. I agree with you completely. Do you know and what? Seen, it's like going to a concert. Sorry, like, it's like going to a concert. Though I'm guilty of that. I go to a concert. If I go and see Coldplay or Bon Jovi, in my head before it, I know my instinct is going to be record your favourite song but then they come out live and every song's your favourite song and you yeah. want you've just got your phone in your hand non-stop and I, I get it I totally get it and I, I sort of get over the video and sort of stuff it's when like it's, it's when they're spending all the time trying to send the video while they're there do you know what I mean like video it watch it when you get in enjoy it whatever that's sad but it's when they, they spend all the time on the phone either texting they're actually on the phone physically or the, the, the fucking refreshing Snapchat every 30 seconds to send this shit video of a corner flag waving in the wind and you're just thinking, fucking move, will you? I, went, I remember we played Maribor and this lad spent, I think, the first the first 45 minutes trying to send him, never walk along to someone on Snapchat. And in the end, I said to him at half-time, said, I've spent my whole fucking game watching your phone in front of me because you just keep recording and refreshing. Said, all I can see is your phone. Said, fucking put it away. Next minute, MD Chan scored and he sat on his phone. Got his phone out dead quick, trying to record it. I said, what are you doing, lad? I said, you just fucking scored. We're going to progress in the Champions League. And you couldn't care less. All your ass did your fucking video. So I physically grabbed him, pulled him up and said, fucking celebrate, will you? We've just scored. And he's like, yeah, I know, you're my chan. I said, you're not interested though. What's the point of you being here? You're not asked. There's no passion in you whatsoever. Why are you here? You're, the, you're literally here to tell your mates you've been fucking swerving. And that, that's what the problem is in our stadium at the moment. And until we do make it a working class game again, which is my whole point, 
is that that's what I was going to be. You know mm. what I mean? And it, it's hard for someone like me to take when, when, when or lose or draw, lad. If I if I come out the ground and the atmosphere was amazing, and I've I've made memories with the lads, like we might have scored, and it's been one one. But for that minute where we've jumped up and gone mental and mad, grabbing each other and all that, that's what football's all about. When you're not interested in doing none of that, the, the love for the game's not there. It's just pointless, pointless being there. So we need to start getting more proper fans in. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, there's there's a lot of changes that FSG need, need to make if they're going to start getting people back on board. It's it's going to take a lot. Um, but if they're rejecting £3 billion bids, let's hope they're committed to, to making them changes. Um, like I say, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere quick, so might as well fucking just see what they can do, see if they can turn it around. Um, yeah, they've just got to help us. They've got to be on our side. and The only way that's going to work is if they, have, if they work alongside people um, in the, who, who have the best interests of the club at heart. And that's it. It's different. We're, I, I totally understand when people are saying, oh, you can't have fucking fans on the board because they'll make decisions with the heart, not the head. But that's why you have a balance. You have people who use the heart and people who use the head and you find a happy medium in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as I say, right, you've got two sets of fans at the moment. You've got them who you've got well, you've got people who want FSG out or to start making the changes at the very top that we need. And then you've got people, well, like yourself, sort of thing, but you're not on the same level as them. That if they sign Mbappe, they forget everything that's ever happened, sort of thing. Whereas you won't forget. We not no one who really loves the club will forget the times they've started. To profit off. Yeah. No, to be fair, someone did thing. say that to me. And someone said, like on Twitter, you know, um, you know, if they go out and get Mbappe or Haaland, this, that, and the other. And I said it's not about going out and getting Mbappe or it or getting going out and getting Haaland. It's just about the, the board, the owners not making shit decision after shit decision after shit decision. Because the building up, you know, some of them you can kind of go, all right, yeah, you've you've just you've made the shit decision. You've, you've overturned it, and this is one of them. But this, like we've said, this would have brought the whole game of football in Europe, at the very least, potentially worldwide, into just disrepute. It would have just made football not worthwhile whatsoever. It would have been really like acting, it's been pointless, been like going to watch a show because, yeah, it just would have been would have destroyed the, the fabric of football. No, and no, I think that's what's scary now is that they actually believe they've got a back and forth by quite a few fans because you see you know, on your poll you didn't even get 100% people against it did you so oh. um, you, there is there is like a FIFA generation and a Twitter fan base now the likes of these people who they're not interested really in the game they're interested in certain individual players and stuff yeah you know what I mean you um, see it on Twitter sorry to interrupt you see it on Twitter you'll see Liverpool fans and they've got Jaden Sancho as the profile picture or they've got Jude Bellingham, um, who I put a question up about him because uh, he's been getting loads of praise today anyway. But um, yeah, you, it's all these. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm a Liverpool fan. So why's your picture fucking Cristiano Ronaldo? Exactly. Like, but that's and, what I mean. I, and I've got no... Like, there's a difference between like, a supporter and one of these so-called fans. Like a fan is meant to be terminology for, for a fanatic. These are fanatics. These couldn't care less about anything. They don't care how we do. 
But as soon as we start losing, you see these fans come out the woodwork and they're like, right, these are shit. I'm gonna start looking for a new team, and they do. Yeah. And we get we get them off Man City, and we get them off Arsenal and United, and they just change because they're only interested in being part of something that's successful. That's how they live. They don't only want to be part of something that's winning. And when the machine stops winning, they disappear. And I've said it before, sometimes the, some of the best nights you have is when you're not expected to win because you're a bit shit and then you, you go and do mad things and you have the best nights on the stands and you fucking party. And it's, it's just sad where football's heading. Yeah. So I think and it's not even necessarily it, just that, lad. I remember, again, sorry to interrupt, I remember the season we nailed you to me. I know, yeah, you shit, I no. <laughs> um, no, when when we nearly won the league under Rodgers, and you know we'd be in the standing every other week on the, when when it was away game because you were because you were going the home games, and we go the standing even stuff like that, lad. It was fucking boss. It was like being in the ground because it was just bouncing and it was just a fucking boss atmosphere. And then I think we went for this uh, FA Cup semi final the following season. Uh, because you, because I don't, neither of us could get a Wembley ticket. Obviously, there's no way I was getting my Bro, but... it was against Villa. Yeah, and it was, it was dead. Villa. I gave the ticket away. I done the, I done the run for the ninety six. That's what it was, yeah. And I had um, to choose whether to do, to do the run or go to Wembley. And our coach was leaving early, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't get there without being on that coach. And I, I yeah. had to just choose and never went. But it was shit, really. Absolutely dead. So. It's not only just in the ground where it's it's changed over the years. It's stuff like that as well. I don't. I mean, I haven't I haven't been in the pub for the game for a few years, like. Um, but I don't know. It, it, you know, you you're probably a better judge than me. Is it still similar like that? Is 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 going the pub just as dead as going some match days? It depends where you go. Like I go the half, you know. Um, I I go the half by Ocean. That's like. The, the group of lads we've got in there and the group of, on different tables, it's like a it's like when you go the match and you knew everyone around you when you when you used to be in like a similar area every time and you know everyone. So it's fucking boss in there. And then Jamie Webster coming after the games and that well, it did before COVID. And it'd be like you'd just be in the match. Yeah. So it, it didn't as I say, the the difference for me when I've argued about like the queuing and that online to try and get tickets and then I got my data membership and because I had so many credits and he didn't have any we couldn't get tickets in the same sale so we couldn't get tickets together anyway so that was shite so I had to make a decision then like do I fucking leave my dad at home or do I bring him with me to the pub and I don't go to match so that's what we started doing and it was um, the atmosphere was absolutely brilliant in there so like the likes of the Barcelona game I think it was that season when I physically give up my full membership and I gave me credits away and let them windle into nothing. And I haven't like watching the Barcelona game and that was just sick. In there it was like being at the match. The, the atmosphere, you could hear the ground when you go outside. Um yeah. and it is it's sad, but the memories I've made with our Christopher and my dad and that I wouldn't have made I wouldn't have had them memories in the ground. It'd have been great to have been part of them moments, but I'd have been sat next to some dickhead on Snapchat who yeah. had wanted to strangle to death. So <laughs> that's, I, I feel like when people do say, like, oh, you don't go to match, you're not a proper fan and that. I went for 14, 15 years, not missing a home game. And literally, 
gave it all up to watch it with my half hour and my Chris because the enjoyment was dying for me. I was the atmosphere was dying a little bit. There's next to people who weren't as passionate as me. Now in the pub, lad, you get muffed every time Liverpool score, you get tipped upside down, you get ale poured all over you, and it's just it's being with proper passionate red. So I don't think it matters where you are in yeah. the world. If you're surrounded by like-minded, passionate Liverpool fans, then yeah. it makes your experience well better. Yeah. No, I, and that's that's sort of my memories of going the game, lad, is I'd go with my uncle. Um and then I'd fucking we'd score, I'd celebrate with my uncle, and then turn around and fucking celebrate with the fella next to me who I've never met in my life. And so that's you what grab it, anyone? That's what I mean, lad. It was fucking I'm pulling people up from fucking three rows in front of me and that just to celebrate with them. And that that's what was boss about it. That and again, I haven't been for a, a few years now, like, but I remember you saying that it's just that about going the match is is gone. Um I remember grabbing some lads when we scored. Where was I? I think it was in the it was in the main stand and I grabbed some lad when we scored, put my arm around him and he shrugged me off and fixed his hair and I felt like fucking battered him. Yeah. And I thought, like, just why are you here? Yeah. And he just, oh, mate. I, I, I miss it. All right? It, it's the hardest thing to explain. I proper miss it. I miss that walk up the ground and being on the sand and wall with the lads and that, and then going in the ground. Don't get me wrong, we still go to your game and that, but it's it's this, the anticipation of getting in the ground and seeing who you're going to be around actually drives me insane. And people might think, what a fucking helmet, just go and enjoy the match. But I never used to go the match for the, the football on the pitch. It was the, the cheering and the singing and the fucking dancing on the cop and Bouncing when we scored, that's what I enjoyed. Like I used to come home, proper buzzing, biggest smile on my face when we, we'd had a proper goal. Teams won, the atmosphere is bouncing, and I used to come home buzzing. And then even we could win 1 0. And it's the people you surround about that I think. People who surround you is what makes the experience. And it was getting worse and worse for me, so I had to just spew it. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can. Um... You know that can start coming back if uh, if the if if FSG do things right, you can try and hopefully bring a bit of that back. You know, like you say, get it back for the working class, get the ticket prices down and stuff like that. And you know, it's a step in the right direction if you can do something. We've like got to we've got to look after our own before anyone. And as I say, I don't want to go on about it too much because it's it's got nothing to do with family sports really. But if, if they can get the ball moving. For, for cheaper tickets and I know they've brought this system in where you can get the £9 tickets and a few local people if you've got an L postcode you can get a few more tickets it, I don't necessarily just mean local people they could be they could be Liverpool fans who are like who travel for every single game whether it be from Ireland or Norway or whatever and I'd rather them in the ground next to me than, than any scouser who's going to just sit there on his phone mm. you know what I mean it does happen so it's not it's not like a wool thing or a out of town thing, as to say. It's just a passion thing. It's got to be a passion thing. And I say so I've, I've met lads on the cop. You remember these two Swedes? And when they were, I, I was saying to him, "How much does it cost you to come here?" And he was just like, "Well, it's cost us two hundred and fifty pound each for flights, plus the match ticket, plus like two hundred pound for a hotel, plus food and drinking." And that's so we said, "Looking the best part of three grand for the two of us." 
he'd come for three days and he said, and that's why we don't go on holiday. He said, we'd go to Liverpool twice a year as our holiday and go to a match. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That that's off to you. Glad he, he took him to town. Yeah, I remember went, saying. He took him to we took him to stand and after the match, he, he just kept trying to make me eat tobacco. And I was like, it's all right, lad, I don't have tobacco. And he was like, just try it, try it. I was like, no, I'm, I'm having a baby. On the pillow and crack bastards, he just kept chewing this tobacco in my face and spitting it out like the Undertaker. And then, um, but we, yeah, we took him to we took him to town, lad. It was f- fucking brilliant. I say that's all I want. I want to be with like-minded Reds, and that's the beauty of footballers. Is that's what you get? You get loads of like-minded people on the same wavelength, and I don't like it when it changes. I hate yeah. I hate people. <laughs> I do. I hate people. I hate people who just are asked. But it's like it's like this now. You've got people who are over the top ass, like we're laughing and joking about not winning, not not the result. But you just got to get over it. They didn't, they didn't play bad. They just made some shit decisions in key times. Yeah, and I think I just want the season over now. I want the season to finish. Uh, hopefully, we finish Champions League. If we don't finish Champions League, we finish tenth. <laughs> don't want to be in that Europa League. I don't. I don't see the fucking point. I'd rather us get the rest and have and concentrate on the FA Cup in the league. Yeah, really would. But no, it's, it's, it's saying that once you've played all the little shit rounds and you get to the the quarters, the semi-finals, the Europa League, then you want to win it. Yeah. But for that, I would just feel the kids if we if we end up in that. But still hopeful. Still think we can get Champions League. Um, you just got to be positive and just see what happens because yeah. Chelsea are great. West Ham. Are f- Flagging Leicester have got a proper hard running. Um, they've got three of the top six, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, so there's still there's still a chance, still a chance to make up four points and get there, but it's going to be difficult. We've just got to want it. It is going to be difficult, and unfortunately, that's that's our fault. That's our own fault. Yeah. Um. So yeah, United next game. Um. I just don't want us to lose there. As long as we don't, I'm not asked. I can't be asked with United thinking that they're better than they are because the second and you know by their standards of the last ten years they've had a phenomenal season, um, yeah. and it's let's be honest they haven't really. Um, <laughs> to be honest, City haven't had a phenomenal season. It looks good because they they have in a different way. They haven't by their normal standards had a phenomenal season, but the fact that they were tenth in December. And we were top, and then you've come back, and to be as far ahead as they are, yeah, fair play to them. You've had to string together a lot of wins there. But when you look at what they've done, when we come second on ninety, what ninety-seven points was it, or ninety-eight points, uh, and they won the league, mm-hmm. and then the season before when they got hundred points, by their standards, this isn't a great season. Still, they're going to win the league, but in in that respect, they, they still have another fantastic season. And I think if we were on the ball like we were last season. We still would have walked away with the league. We still would have ran away with it. So yeah, it would. It's been ninety five percent our own fault that we've been bad this season. The injuries plays a part. Um, I think it would have played a bigger part earlier on. But at first, like we've said many times, we were all we were we were doing well even when Van Dijk was injured. After Gomez got injured, we were doing all right. So the injuries haven't played a bigger part as we as we're sort of kidding ourselves to believe they have. No, I, I disagree with that. I think they have. I just think we've handled it so well. 
and then when it's got a bit on top, they've they've crumbled a bit. Um, say it's not it's not just the Van Dijk and Gomez injury. It's it's the missing of Henderson, the missing of Jota for three months. It's having mm. to play for being and Henderson centre half. It's it's all of it. So it all loops in, and I don't know how hard they're working, but they don't they're not they're not a shadow of the team they were last season. They look fucking shattered. They look jaded, and a few of them look like they lack interest, and that's mm. what. That's what concerns me. That's where I I think Carragher said it months ago. All great teams have to chop and change eventually. This might be what we need. Klopp might say that he can't take some of these individuals as far any any further, and he might need to be gone. And I'll back every decision he makes. The one thing we've got to keep, one player we've got to keep in that team is Salah. And he can do what he wants with the rest of them. Because um, he's the manager, and that's that's as far as I'm concerned. Salah doesn't get enough respect. Um, so Salah doesn't get about... enough respect, you're right. Um, sli- I'm going to slightly disagree with you on that, though. For me, the first name on the team sheet is Jordan Henderson. First name on the team sheet. With a completely different yeah, but side. He's, no, what I mean, no, he's, he's not, his position is not going to be questionable, is it? He's not going anywhere. Out, oh, of right, team, out of all the team where there's talks of sales and that, I'd make sure we, we put Salah on a contract. People are arguing with Trosh and he's 29, 30. How much, it doesn't matter how much longer he can do it for. If, if you get another, he's only 30. He's not even 30 yet, is he? He's, he's brilliant. He's absolutely mm. superb. And he puts the, he puts a shift in. And, and you can see him coming off the pitch disappointed when we're losing. And he's, he, he's pissed off when he misses. Mane laughs. Mane misses an open goal and bursts out laughing. <laughs> and I, it, it's don't get me wrong. I know for a, a fact he'll be beating himself up about it. He's that type of player, and he's yeah. come out and he said he's low in confidence and he's not having a good time. And all he cares about is the team doing well. But I don't want to sell anyone. But I, I think I think Klopp personally is looking at that team now, thinking where can I make a few quid. Mm. And where can I where can I spend it? And you just gotta back them, see what happens. We need to we need to buy centre halves. Um, I've said previously that we don't because we love Van Dyke and Gomez, we love Phillips, hopefully Kabach. Um you got the likes of Ish Williams and Ben Davies, the Phantom of the Anfield, whatever you want to fucking call them. But um we do, we need we need a proper centre half. Yeah. Well that's it. You need you need it like You've got Van Dyke. If he gets injured again, you need someone. There's no one as good as him, but someone with his stature, like someone who's going to come into the team and be like, right, I'm the fucking leader at the back here. At the minute, we haven't got that. They all seem a bit too nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Phillips is aggressive, but he doesn't doesn't carry that stature. You know what I mean? No, he doesn't. And, it, you know, that that's understandable. Like you say, there's not one life Van Dyke out there, really. Um, you know, if the rumours are to be believed, then we we've got this Kanate coming in in the summer. It's getting confirmed on the first of May, apparently. So that'll be interesting to see next Saturday. Um, yeah, we've we've just, as I say, we just got to fucking get behind the team. Uh, give them our give them our support for the next for the, you know five games that are left. As much as I'd love there to not be five games left right now. Um, that are so we fucking get behind them. United next week, 
uh, go in there, kick Harry Maguire in the face, and then I don't care what happens, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just fucking do a mané on Edison to Harry Maguire, and I'll go home. Well, I'll already be home, but I'll go home happy. Don't you like Maguire? No, he's all right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? I mean, he's just, he's just one. No, you know what? Actually, tell a lie. If there was one person I'd love to see in pain in the United squad, it's Bruno Fernandez. Why? Well, because he acts like he's in pain all game anyway. So he might as well actually put him in pain. I hate his face. You like, know what? Though he's, he's there, fucking, he's there, Suarez. Like yeah. I imagine this is how other fans felt about Suarez when we had him. But, I couldn't get. I, I couldn't have loved Suarez anymore. Because no, I mean, how vile he was. But <laughs> he was the exact same as Costa, Diego Costa, mate. When he's in your team, you know he's a fucking nightmare. On and he's on your side. When he's against you, you wish him dead. <laughs> and he's one of them horrible bastards. But sometimes you need an horrible bastard. You do, and I think that's what we're lacking at the minute. We haven't got one. We haven't got anyone who's proper nasty. And I think you can always do it one. You could always mm. do it some. Like even a. Uh, from four, if you're gonna leave a little elbow in on someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. But see, it's hard to say now because you can't do nothing in this in this game of football anymore. Everything you penalise for absolutely everything. So you do leave an elbow in, no one I look fucking straight red yeah. ten, 10 game ban. You've only got to look at that West Ham sending off yesterday. Ah, oh, it's embarrassing. Joke, isn't it? Um but I did I did like uh Fabinho's little cynical tackle on Saint Maximan like Got a myth. He's, he's just like, I'm not getting. Yeah, he's just like, I'm not getting that ball. Fuck off you. Yeah, and that, that's sometimes what you need to do, especially in that area. If he gets past him, it's dangerous. But where the where the he's made the foul, they're doing nothing from that. Yeah, know what I mean. But um, yeah. I, I liked him. He come on Twitter, didn't he? About Mane. Yeah. Some fan message to him again. What an absolute fucking helmet. Let's swap you for Mane, and he he put like nah, Mane's well better sort of thing, and then again. He put a thing about Fabino's tackle. Do you see that? Yeah. He seems boss to be. He seems like a fucking a good, a good, just a good person. In fairness, like he's a good player, um, but he does. He seems like a good person. He's a. He's one of the. He seems like one of them players who, even though it's only on social media, he he wants to speak to the fans. He wants to interact with the fans and and have a laugh with them. And sometimes he'll take the piss out of himself. And he's just he's. Just a down to air fucking player, and it's boss to see. You don't get many of them. Looks like Raymond the Bastard out of Max and Paddy, though. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon, Mr. Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Right. Um, I think we've we've fucking went well off fucking left field here. So I think we'll wrap it up there for today. Um, As I say, United next week. So again, kick Bruno Fernandes in the face. might make him him look a bit better and I've changed it to Fernandez now kick them both in the face as long as it's on the 95th minute and 3-0 kick every one of them in the face don't care Um, if if we've scored three goals we must have had 80 shots (laughs) Man United Man United haven't turned up we've took 80 shots and still only scored three they're not even on the pitch fucking typical in regards to this podcast like obviously if you're listening it has gone a little bit off off topic and off subject and we've, we've talked a bit of shit but we're just fed up of coming on and saying, oh, what, what you say? We missed loads of chances. We didn't win the game. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. So yeah. we've got to have some sort of conversation as well. We mightn't speak all week, so this is us just having a chat as well. So yeah. get on it. Um, to be fair, a lot of the stuff... Honest, 
to Redner again. To and, you know, we said before it, a lot of the stuff we'll say here, we probably said it fucking 15 times this season. So I suppose it's just us making sure that it uh, just doesn't sound like the same old shit, even though most of it has been. But no, it's been fun. Um, as I say, I think next week um, after the United game, we are going to look to try and experiment with a bit of live streaming for the first time. So keep a lookout for that. Um, if, if we get it figured out, it could be a could be a nice little new way of us interacting with you all. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll be back soon. Up the reds. Up the reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs>